Derek Grosskirth. We uh, talked in part one about how you can help change the world. And after that conversation, uh, I just felt like we needed to actually back up a little bit and go to changing the world from within because it really does start from inside. So if you haven't seen part one, go back and watch that. And uh, actually, we'll get started with this section right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the kingdom age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome. We are here with Derek Grosskirth, the Truth Seeker, and we just had a, a really good conversation in part one about, you know, what's it going to take to change the world? And, and one of the things that we talked about was, uh, you know, it has to start from within. So, Derek, I w- I'd like to just spend this section talking about what are some of the ways that people uh, can change from within? Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about it. There's a lot of talk about identity and so forth. But how do you do it? I mean, how do you actually engage? So I'd like to spend some time talking about that. Yeah, again, um, I, I go back to the simplicities of, of what walking in the spirit, you know, having a spiritual practice, a spiritual daily practice, um, which, in, which consists of many things, different things for different people, different modalities. You mentioned, you know, ascensions and, and uh, different immersions and guided meditations and, and prayer and fasting, you know. And so um, I think a lot of these things is doing um, the inner work. It's focusing on the spiritual man, understanding that you have a spirit body and, um, and it, it's more real. Than, than you know this outer shell or what we can see and i think that there's things that we can do in the spirit uh there's things that we can do in in prayer that affect the world around us it, it definitely affects our consciousness uh the way that we see the world the way that we see people the way that we see god the way that we see our enemies right doing that inner work being constantly reminded for me that i give a couple people just easy examples uh, listening to uh, spiritual music, whether that's praise and worship music, whether that's truth seeker music, <laughs> uh, yeah, listening yeah. To, to spiritual music because um, you're, you're programming your consciousness and your psyche with that. Uh, reading spiritual material. Again, we're going to the Bible, um, different books. We go to the Bible, we can go to Spirit Realm <laughs> by Truth Seeker as well. Um, reading spiritual books. Um, yeah, you'll have to make Brain. sure you give me your uh, all, the, all the links so I can put it in the show <laughs> notes so people can connect with you. Reading, uh, spiritual music, and, and meditating and prayer. Like those three things I think are a good starting place for people who want to go deeper, for people who want to get their feet wet, whatever it is. But I think that if you do a daily practice of those, and however much or however long I think that you are programming your consciousness to receive, to... Uh, to, to, to see the world and through a, a better lens because everything else outside of that is going to bring you down. So it's focusing on some of the, the, the higher um, nature things and, and spirituality, love, acceptance, peace, love. And so having that daily practice of those things now in and out of those things, there are many more too. again, like fasting and spiritual practice and meditation and breath work and so many really cool uh, spiritual technologies that I believe that God has given us that we can tap into. So Again, focusing on the breath, the prayer, the meditation, casting our cares upon him. That's a daily thing. So if that's the plumb line, which I think is for me, um, anything that's built upon that and filtered through that out of love 
like I'm, I'm open to talk about it. And so there's different things that works for you. Deliverance ministry, you know, the guided meditations, there's so much that we can do. But I think that that comes out of knowing who we are in him. Again, going back to that, knowing who he is in us, um, that relationship, cultivating it. And you're just going to go deeper and deeper in that. And you get familiar with it. You yeah. get familiar with the essence, the presence of God, seeing him in, in other things. Because what starts there of reading a book, of listening to music, of going deep in prayer, you take it out to, to, to your daily life, the way you view people, if your, your judgments, your impure thoughts, your fears, all of that stuff. So it's, com- it's combated by those song lyrics, if you will, those scriptures that pop up that your carnal mind is wa- waging war against. And so you're able to take it under, under submission uh, of uh, the authority of Christ because you wasn't aware of it until you're walking in the spirit and having that daily communion with the father. So for me, it starts there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I've said this so many times, but I just feel like it needs to be, you know, keep being said because, um, uh, it's, it's a basic, you know, it's a very, very basic thing. But as we're stepping into this next age, I believe that we will know one another by our love you know, Paul says that, but I think it is going even deeper or to another level, and that is by our love of ourselves. Now, okay, this is not a conceited, uh, self-centered love, but it's loving ourselves as the Father loves us. Because when you think about it, people who really love themselves, I doubt that you'd find any one person who is out there on the streets rioting and tearing things up that truly honestly loves themselves (laughs) or belongs to them because they love their stuff too much i'm gonna tear up their own house i'm gonna tear up your house (laughs) right so you know when we come to that place where we are able to sit and just listen to what the father says about us and it's not just hearing what he says but then it's you know it's a process it's a it's a it's a repentance process of the transforming or transfiguration of our heart and our mind that as we listen to what he says about us, which I guarantee you it's always going to be good. He, you know, he may occasionally point some things out that, you know, might want to work on, but he is mm-hmm. always in love with you and he's sharing the best things about you. And for most people, they're going to be totally overwhelmed and have a hard time believing it. But as they listen, the key is to listen, let it soak in and permeate every cell of your body, your, 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 your being and your, your existence so that you come into alignment Again, this is aligning with heaven, but you personally are coming into alignment with heaven when you believe what the Father says about you, and you begin to internalize it and believe it as well. And so yeah. that when someone comes at you with uh, an accusation or you know whatever it might be, with the accusation, you might consider it, but it doesn't destroy who you are. You might say, oh man, am I really doing that? If I'm really doing that, I wanna repent, yeah. change my mind, transfigure, transform my heart and my mind so that I don't agree with whatever that is. You know, it's agreeing maybe with the accusation, but it's stopping the agreement of whatever it is. If you tell me that, um, you know, I'm a bigoted liar and, you know, and I, I'm going to take that into consideration. I'll come into agreement with, you know, the accusation to a certain level in order to see if there's something that I need to come out of agreement with in that area. Because if I'm doing that, then I want to Stop believing the lies and stop agreeing with the negative, bigoted uh, spirit, dark spirit that I've been in agreement and working with, but just to come out of that. But anyway, it's aligning 
with heaven for who I am so that I can operate in love of myself so I can truly love others. Man, there's so much revelation in that. And, um, you know, under, and especially right now, because with PC culture, cancel culture, you find out people will th are throwing these, you know, racist bigot or, in, you know, whatever. They're throwing these things on people and you have to consider it. And they're just, you're this. No, you're that. You're a homophobe. You're this. And so like, so yeah, you need to know who you are because it's going to hit you. Am I a homophobe? Okay, you need to do the inner work and make sure that you're not, you know, am I, am I racist? Do I not like other people that are different than me? Uh, people who have different spiritual beliefs than me? Am I, you know, judging these people? So those are definitely coming right now. So I think yeah. that knowing who we are and being able to filter it, ask the question, like, am I that? Do the inner work. Because if you are, hey, there's grace. And, and repentance and uh, and we can change and it's a good thing the remember we've talked about the judgments of god are good father judge me see if there be any wicked way in me because i yeah. want to change it i want to be closer to your heart i want to carry your anointing i want to carry your presence and so we have to be doing the inner work especially to go to the higher levels judgment bigotry that stuff doesn't you have to leave it at the at the door it doesn't right. come into the heavenly realms and if yeah. you, you want to walk in the spirit and walk on that level of vibration you have to let that stuff go Come on. So, you know, if someone were to come to me and say, you're, you know, and call me a racist, um, if I'm in my right mind and if I'm engaged with the father and aligned with him about who I am, that's not going to affect or shake my identity at all. However, if someone says that about me, I'm going to I'm probably going to just say, really, you know, well, let's let's talk about that. You know, I want to understand what you're seeing in me. And just to because if there are if they are absolutely seeing something in me, I want to know yeah. so that I can begin to change that because my identity in Christ is solid, but there still are going to be some things in my character and so forth that I need to work yep. out. And I'm, I'm totally open to that. Yeah. And going back to how to deal with that and, and how we respond to that and change the world, um, loving ourselves, like you said, um, because that. Once we're able to, to, to love ourselves, then we can truly love those outside of ourselves because we have this, this notion, even in the church, to, uh, to uh, love others and give grace to others and give uh, forgiveness to others that we don't extend to ourselves. We judge ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We condemn ourselves. And we know that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So loving ourselves with the love of God, it is only through God that we were able to truly love ourselves the right way and see, yeah. see ourselves as he sees us, which is through the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and then we have this other notion that once we truly love ourselves, then we can truly love other people. Because if you love yourself, not in a narcissistic way, there's that right. too, but really love yourself the way that God loves you, you're able to love others because you'll find out these deep spiritual truths, the namaste, the in la kashalakin, that everyone is an, ex is an extension of you. You are another me. And so anything that I don't like in you, when you do the inner work, it's because you remind me of something that I'm insecure about myself, whether it's my belief systems, whether it's your joy is full and mine is depleted. He's got too much joy. It's too much grace. We find these things. But if we do the inner work, we're like, okay, why does that trigger me? Why do I get upset when he's yeah. doing this or talking to new agers? Why am I upset? You know, why is he showing grace? Why is he talking to these new agers like God loves them? You know what I'm saying? Like these yeah. different things. And so uh, 
everyone is in an extension of, 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 of yourself. And so honoring the truth and the peace and showing love to them is showing love, honor, truth, and peace to yourself. Yeah. Once you understand that, yeah. everything that goes on outside of you, um, you want to heal. You want to bring forth peace. You want to bring yeah. forth justice and understanding because uh, it's doing the inner work. And if we really understand the body of Christ, we are all parts of one body, right? Exactly. And so everyone is, we're connected because we're a part of one body. And I think yeah. it, even as, as, you know what I'm saying, humanity, people will say, oh, that's just Christians. I think that all of humanity is grafted into that body to some degree. And so I want to show love and honor every human being, regardless of your race, regardless of your creed, your religious affiliation or lack thereof. I owe it to you to honor and to respect because I want you to do it to me. Right. I'm going to demand that you honor and respect. Right. Because I know who I am. I'm not going to let you treat me, uh, you know, uh, any any different because I'm a son. I'm a child uh, of, of the most high. And so uh, understanding that changes everything. That's a that's a once you grasp that it, it really it comes a lot more fun. You're not a victim anymore. Yeah. Victim. Yeah. That's also good. And, you know, and on that oneness, you know, it's like all of creation. There's not one part of creation that is outside of God. So we are all in him. And so, yes, we are all absolutely one and part of the whole. And so, um, you know, I, I could go down many different roads with that. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that whole thing of, of knowing who you are. Here, here's the other thing, too, is when you know who you are in Christ, uh, you're, you're not going to be triggered by things. So, so for instance... So many of us, and I would say probably the entire world at this point, I don't know anybody who's perfect yet, um, but we get triggered by certain things that people say or certain things that people do, like you were saying. And it's like, for me, when I get triggered, instead of uh, wallering in that and just fighting it and wanting to fight against whatever triggered me, for the most part anymore, if I get triggered, I'm like, ah, okay, something in what is going on is tied up in my identity and it doesn't belong there because my identity is yeah. in Christ alone. That cannot be shaken if I have all of my identity in him. But if I have some of my identity wrapped up in a theology or a doctrine or just a belief system, um, and somebody says something or does something and it triggers me, that's my cue to know that, okay, I need to go deal with that because that's not who I am. You know, you know that's why it's so dangerous to, to put your identity in a theology or a doctrine or a denomination. Because once you've done that and somebody, you know, starts to pull that rug out from underneath of you, whether they're right or wrong and you get triggered, um, man, you know, we come out with ready to fight um, versus being in a place of peace, rest, love, joy in him. And somebody says something that uh, is totally against what I believe. I, I seriously and I mean, I've said this so many times, but I, I'm going to keep saying it because I want to see people begin to walk it out and live it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I'm in my right mind and somebody says something that totally opposes what I believe, I'm going to be more intrigued. It's like, tell me more. I want to know more because I, I, I want to hear your side of things because I love, honor and respect you because I love, honor and respect myself. I want to hear your point of view, because if I don't, what happens when people aren't confident in who they are? They will belittle other people. They will cut them down. They will talk about how trashy their you know, thought process is or their doctrine or their denomination. They will try to destroy that other thing in order to raise themselves up. 
because they really don't know who they are. Because if they knew who they are, they're already up, and there's no further up there than there is in Christ. And so you're you're good. You're confident. You're done. Yeah, I like yeah. to. Um, I guess part of it's doing the inner work on myself. But I like to. I like to uh, put myself <clears throat> in other people's shoes. That really changed a lot for me too. Um, is want to know why they believe what they believe, whether they're an atheist or whether they yeah, are racist yeah. or whatever. Like, what grounds do you have? Maybe they're good grounds. Maybe they're not. You know, but I like to uh, put myself in their shoes. And, and really, you know, my compassion changed so much when I started doing that, and, you know, and looking at, you know, people in other countries and other nations and the way that they respond. And, and um, but that, that, you know, sh- showing that compassion and that empathy, if you will, that all of us have, but wanting to know why they feel that way. And so I think that if we understand it, then we can help change it. And yeah. so as a healer, as an intuitive, like now we're, we're, we're piecing the stuff together. Okay. Father issue. Let's deal with that. <laughs> you know, that's how our mind works. We want to bring forth that healing and help people. Good, good, good. Hey, um, I got some other questions for you, but uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All right, having a great conversation with Derek here. Um, Derek, now you said a couple things beforehand, and I'm, I totally know where your heart is at, but I just wanted to uh, ask for a little bit of clarification and explanation because I'm sure there might be some people that are going to watch it and take it totally wrong, which they, you know, they don't have to. But anyway, here's the thing is, is um, you had briefly said as you were kind of moving on to another statement that, um, uh, you know, if someone's an atheist or a racist, uh, you want to hear why. And, you know, but you made the statement because they might have good grounds for and I and I know what you're talking about. But just some clarification on what do you mean by they might have good grounds for uh, racing? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't mean that uh, they have good reason to be uh, a racist. Not to, or, stay, or, not to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Not to stay, there's there's never good grounds to stay there. Let's just say that. But that there's a reason. Cause exactly. You've been, you know, there, there's a reason we are who we are. You know, right. and we, we can trace that back to like that reason. And so that's what I mean. Like why, like what happened to you? Right. Why don't you like, you know, men anymore? Why do, why are you bigoted? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and wanting to know their story, wanting to know what grounds they have. And you, exactly. we can deal with it. And that's what I mean. Not, not good ground as far as like, it's good and you deserve to be racist. No. Right. Not right. Not, not like there's any good reason to be racist or atheist. Well, but I mean, that people have to, a good to them to them. It's, it's right. good, a good reason. Like I've only had bad interaction with white people. You know, I've yeah. only had judgment with Christians. I've never met an honest pastor. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's a reason I judge the church. Well, guess what? You need to meet a good pastor. For yeah. you, that's that's the ground that you've built that belief upon. And for you, it's good, but but not yeah. as yeah. far as you can stay there. I think that we need to, right. uh, that 
you know, we yeah, need to I, I don't I don't think you, me or most anybody believes that there is a any good reason to be uh, bitter, you know, any any George, universal yeah. reason that you should be a racist or you should be an atheist or you should be bigoted. There's no universal good reason. But your experiences you know, will explain why you feel the way you do. And and that's what we want to understand is like, so why do you, you know, feel like God? Yeah, because it may you, be you know? like there's some there's a reason people are acting out right now. Yeah, there, there's a reason they have a, they have good ground. They're not I don't think they're doing it the right way. I don't think that it's going to bring lasting change, yeah. you know, but there's a they're doing it in, in their mind for a good reason. If they're, right. they're trying to bring about change and trying to. You know, you know what I'm saying? So there's a there's a reason people are lashing out and there's a reason that we lash out, whether we're doing that or whether we're, you know, somebody calls out an insecurity and then we blow up or we get depressed or you brought up this. And now that gives me rights to to go on a drinking or drug binge. Like I know that I know people that do that and to yeah. them in their mind, it's good ground, but it's really not. So, yeah, no, that's that's all really, really good. So. You know, again, just back to changing the world from within. The whole idea is mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to change the world unless we actually two things just popped in my head. We need to change ourselves from within. But yeah. then the power to change everything comes from within. It's not, you know, we're not going to be able to solve it by creating another yeah. political party. We're not going to be able to solve it by creating another, um, you know, all lives matter, you know, or, you know, something like that. That's not going to change it. It has to start from within, yeah. and it has if to Trump, be an alignment with If Trump can save heaven. us, he would have already done it. Then yeah. he can't save us. You know, yeah. it's it's the Father. And so we, we, if we could have devised a way to save ourselves, we would have been saved. But it's about going within and, and, and going within, having that change, enduring to the end. Because that's how we commune with the Father is going within. Yeah. The world, the church, and, and religion anyway has things to sell us on the outside and all these other external ways to, to, to get to the Father. But the beauty is that all we have to do is close our eyes and, and he's as close as our next breath. We, we are literally in him right now yeah. having this conversation. There's nothing that nowhere we need to go. There's, he, Jesus is over here. No, he's over there. No, I seen him come back over here in Jerusalem. No, you're going to know it because it's, it's a change that happens within. And so yeah. that's what that's what it's about. Well, and, and uh, you know, I think we see it as well that people are looking for answers to fix even their own pain, and they're looking for those answers on the outside. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that I think is really important is that we understand that we are love, we are joy, we are peace. In our perfected self, in Christ, we are love, joy, and peace. We are all the good things, the fruit of the Spirit. What, what the problem is, is, you know, people who are hurting and then attempting to find an answer is like, I'm going to get justice by tearing down this statue. I'm going to get justice by, you know, burning down this building. And it's an external answer. And external answers seldom, seldom, seldom ever answer the inside questions. And so, you know, it's like, you know, people wanting peace. They think, okay, if I can get a million dollars or a billion dollars, then I'm going to have peace because I can pay my bills. <laughs> No, it'll just look be the at next you. thing. I mean, you, you were there. I mean, you had the, that money and then yeah. you forsook it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm 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 a hundred times happier now just know, knowing right? what I know and, yeah. and being able to engage with God than I would be with any amount of money. And besides that, I also know that I have all the money in the world. I really do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and father will give me access to it when it's the right timing and, and for the yeah. right thing. Yeah. 
So yeah, and, and you know, love. We're looking for that perfect relationship because we want to be loved and we want to feel loved. And and so we, you know, get that relationship, and, and it's like, oh man, it's work. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of other things that go along yeah. with the, you know, getting married and so forth. Um, but you know, the answers have to come from within. And when we are satisfied from within that we are love, joy, and peace, mm-hmm. and that we have all of it that we could ever want or need, and it's right there, then we don't have to try to do all these external things to get it. We can be yeah. satisfied with who we are and where we're at, knowing that we're in God's perfect timing and simply walking out our life and enjoying it because we have the joy of the Lord. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> man, just the way that, uh, that, uh, that that's embodied in the scriptures, and it always rings true with me because I've read it and I've lived it, so I know. But uh, going back to the story of Jonah, when Jonah was uh, running from God, if you will, he was outside of the perfect will of God trying to do his own thing. And there's multiple times in our lives that I think that we find ourselves there that God says, do this. And we're like, no, I want to do this. And I thought you said this, God, this is what I want. And you give me what I want. So and we're in this we're in this wrestling ring with with the father, with uh, stepping outside of his will to make stuff happen, to start ministries, even to do good things but they're outside of his perfect will yeah, for our yeah. lives. And so that's where Jonah found himself. And um, he was on a, 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 a boat headed to, uh, what is it, uh, Tarshish when he was supposed to be going to Nineveh. And um, in the midst of that, because of Jonah was outside of the perfect will of God, there was a storm that came upon the land and because God was trying to chastise and trying to woo Jonah back to him. So the storm came. And um, the boat started falling apart. The winds and the waves were tearing up the boat and it was going to mm-hmm. capsize. It was going to sink so much so that the people woke up and said, hey, we, we might not live. And they started throwing their own belongings off to try to get rid of some of the weight. And they started getting rid of all their stuff. And the boat is being torn to pieces. And they're, and they're saying, let's consult our gods to see. Let's cast lots and see why is this come upon us? So they're casting lots, trying to figure out why. And the, and the lot fell upon Jonah. And Jonah wakes up and says, hey, guys, uh, the reason that this storm is here is it's not because of you. It's because of me. What you have to do is throw me overboard. Throw me overboard and the storm will stop. And so they throw him over. The storm stops. Um, that, that's, that's a, a uh, picture of people being left in the wake of our mistakes outside of the will of God, that we, inf- we affected that's these so people. Good. Jonah goes on to repent gets right back with the Lord, but these people are still left in the wake of the mistakes of their, your doctrines, your judgments, your fear, whatever you've put, your bad ideology, whatever you put out there, those people are still suffering from that. And, um, and, and we can trace it back being outside of the will of God left these people in the wake of our mistakes. But with that being said, when we're walking in righteousness, when we're walking in the fruit of the spirit, when we're in the perfect will of God, we can also measure that, that we're leaving many more people, I believe, in the wakes of our good deeds, of our of our love, of our peace that we're leaving. As Even as Jesus goes from city to city, they knew it. They knew yeah. when he showed up and the city permeated with his presence long after he was gone because he changed the city everywhere that he went. So understanding that to be mindful of every situation, everything that we do. Um, and then I tell you, Gil, tracing that back, you know, and not to toot our own horns, man, but just to be honest, like the people that we've influenced knowingly, that's one thing. 
the know the people who reach out to you hey man i love what you're doing it changed my life you made me you fall in love with the lord again and fall in love with this word whatever like unknowingly too there's those people who don't reach out but you are able to see the fruit off yeah. of the labor of you passing through that city of you passing through that algorithm on facebook on mm -hmm. youtube of you align with the perfect will of god for your life tracing that back and being mindful of the power of what you do like it is insane and i've seen myself with the good and the bad you know yeah. of spending money and losing money and trying to build ministries outside of his will and getting other people to join with me then i leave and hey that wasn't supposed to be doing that and they're like hey you left me here um but i think tracing it back with with the podcast and the influence and the renown there's other people who listen to my podcast who are uh, getting um 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 uh, downloads or getting inspired yeah. to start their own podcast. Yeah. And I listen yeah. to your podcast and I want to do something very similar. So your podcast encouraged me to to take that step of faith, to step out and start my own. I got other people who are leaving their dead end jobs that they hate and they're stepping into their destiny with uh, callings and, and just even in a job place that they love, a place where they're being fulfilled. And it's because they're every day they're under the truck changing oil, listening to my podcast and it's like encouraging them and they make the change. I believe that, that, that I, that we, um, um, partake of that fruit. I think that we share yeah. in that harvest. I think that every person that this other guy who I had to talk with him, he had me on his podcast, everybody who he touches from that podcast mm -hmm. and, and everybody who they touch and everybody who they touch. I think, I think that we share in the fruits of that labor. I think that yeah. um, whether it's the law of compensation, but just knowing the and unknowing, yeah. we, there's no way we can literally trace it back, but it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. And I think it, it helps us to be more mindful with our yeah. words and more meaningful with our actions and our Facebook comments and everything yeah. to trace that stuff back, man. So good. So good. Well, Derek, uh, I've certainly enjoyed this conversation. This is, this has been really good, and I think uh, a lot of people are going to be helped by this. Um, you know, uh, if you we're going to do a behind the scenes section now. Is that all right? You got some time yeah. to do that? Okay. Sure. So, just to all of you that are listening, uh, we do have a partners uh, program for behind the scenes. It's only ten dollars a month if you're willing to uh, help support us and get the word out. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, but most of our podcasts, broadcasts, you know, videos, shows are out there for free for everybody. Uh, but it does take a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort, and we uh, are building a team right now. So appreciate your support. Uh, and if you want to help us out, just go to the link below, KingdomTalksMedia.com. Look for the Partners tab or the Giving tab and uh, click on that and uh, choose the behind the scenes section. If you just want this, there's also some other options. So take a look at those as well. And um, we will see you next time. Thank you again, Derek. Love you, honor you, brother. And okay. we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets 
as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.